From Labradoodles to Cronuts, the world loves a hybrid. So today, businesses are taking a smarter hybrid cloud approach using the tools, platform, and expertise of IBM. The world is going hybrid with IBM. Visit ibm.com slash hybrid cloud. guys what's happening welcome to view from the cheap seats what a great guest we had on last week and all the buzz we had about that jay that was pretty crazy ran uh we had blake griffin on he was honest he was forthright and he made a little comment we asked him how great would it be if lebron james came to the clippers instead of the lakers as the buzz has been that he's going to come to la and maybe play for the lakers he said Quote, he was like, it would be, be insane. insane. And he said, of every course, team obviously would... every team. Go back and let's do it. It's at the 50-10 mark of last week's episode. Every team would welcome LeBron, but I don't think he's coming to L.A., period. I think he's going to New York I first. think he said, I think there's something brewing with the Banana Boat Boys. And his crew of people, which include Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade, his old partner, Chris Paul, uh, Carmelo. You know, he figured that maybe they would all join up on the and play for the and Knicks he, next year. And he prefaced that by saying, "Then he said, I don't, I don't know, know what I'm talking about. I don't know anything." He said, "I don't know anything," but this is what it. Of course, it got picked up by ESPN, yeah. Fox, which, everyone. by the way, is great for us. Happy to be mentioned on PTI by Tony Kornheiser. Happy though, to have, even though Tony, he tried to, slam he did our shit on our podcast. Happy to have him shit on our podcast. To have Wilbon then, Wilbon stuck up for us. Thanks, Wilbon. But to listen to Stephen A. Smith, yeah, formulate a take and go off on Blake Griffin and. And treat him like he's not trying to court LeBron. Yeah. When a sentence before on our podcast, he said every team would welcome them. To me, that's hit, welcome LeBron. It's him just, saying. And it, I know, Stephen A. Smith, you're a busy guy, but you got to listen to the whole interview because he really did say. You got to do your research. You got to do your research. I mean, come on, come Stephen on, A. Skip, come on, come Skip. on. Stephen A., you got to do your research. You got to get it there. You I mean, what are we talking about, what are we Skip? Talking I mean, about? Kobe Bryant is talking about a close personal friend of mine. And I had, I was on. Stephen A., I'm going to give you two pieces of advice, and you can play this on your TV show. Number one, breathe a little bit more. Yeah, just take a breath, man. We're you always cool run that. out of breath and then have eight more things that you want to say. And just, instead of breathing, you just yeah, say it. Breathe, bud. Breathe, number, and we're all good. Number two, do your research. Or have the guy who does his research for you do Tell, the research. And do, re, listen to more than just that tiny clip of the interview because – you know, he was talking about how Blake should be trying to court him and trying to bring LeBron to the team. You got to court him. You I mean, what, court him. I mean what are you, we talking if you about? If you a player that you thought you were going to be, then you would have you would have him come to your team and then you'd be a contender. I mean, come on, Skip. I think he said, come on, Skip, and Skip Bayless is Skip no Bayless, longer on the show. He's on a different network. He said, come on, Skip, twice. That's right, Jay. But the point is that, like, that is this was the discussion. And so on the episode today, a very basketball-heavy episode today, we are so lucky to have Zach Harper, fantastic. The hoop. Zach Lowe of, of basketball <laughs> of writers. writers. Uh, no, Zach Harper fin- writes for uh, Fan Rag yeah. and wrote for ESPN for a while and just deep, 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 deep in the NBA hoop scene, understands it well. And then our buddy uh, Ramon Rivas, who another is from, from Cleveland. We wanted to get him on because all this stuff swirling around this week, and that is our top take of the day. I, I wanted to take on other things this week, but... Everything was overshadowed by the Kyrie Irving trade to Boston for Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder and uh, you know, and Texisa and uh, a pick. They got a right. first round pick from, from the Brooklyn team. Nets, which are going to suck next year. So it's going to be probably a lot a of significant pick. pick. Sure. And, and and listen, 
you know, we did this interview. We, in all in transparency, we did the interview before we knew about this trade. And we started talking about where does Kyrie go? This is how much this trade sort of took everybody by surprise, Jay. They didn't no, even we talk weren't talking Celtics. Zach Harper is as inside the NBA as you can get. And later on the show, he talks about getting popped, getting popped by Greg Popovich. Only, a very few people get popped. Yeah. He got popped. His wife, Popovich's wife, and now Zach Harper. And now Zach Harper. But I'm saying that he got popped, he's on the inside, and he didn't even predict this as a potential landing space for him. So what my take on what, what happened, and yeah. if you want to talk about where he ended up, fine. And let, Yeah, go ahead. I want to start with how this whole thing started brewing. And now it's coming Why out. this trade even happened, because what you could have seen, look, LeBron is leaving. Okay, LeBron is going probably next year. He's not going to be a part of the Cleveland We think Cavaliers. we think he's leaving. But he could have stayed if he and Kyrie were in, in on If he and Kyrie were on the same page and That's they right. got another piece. That's if right. Cleveland went out and said we need one more piece. That's right. Let's get Marcus Saul. I don't know. Let's get another piece, an inside person. Go after Anthony Davis. Somebody. Anthony Davis. Anyone from this league. Impossible, but Carl just, Anthony Town. I don't know. They, if they could go no for way somebody. They, get they would never get him. But like if they could go grab somebody who could one change. more piece to try and help them compete with Golden State, because at this point they're not really even competing with the East, right? So if they did that though, and then and if there wasn't a misunderstanding, perhaps that's between the, the crazy two guys. Part. And to me, that's where we go back and we say, who is Kyrie Irving? Mm-hmm. Yes, he's a basketball star, but he's a millennial. Mm-hmm. He's also a millennial. And you look at his attitude and you look at about the millennial move in this case is I don't like something that happened at work. So I'm going to quit my job (laughs) and I want to go work for someone else. I want to be traded. Do you think Pippen and Jordan liked each other? No. Do you think Kobe and Shaq liked each other? They hated each other. How does my ass taste? That's ex- no one. How if, does if you have a coworker that says taste, how does your ass taste to you? You, you number one follow sexual harassment suit, right. and then you go. If you're a millennial, you say I'm going to go work for a different. Do tech you taste company. the ass and give him an answer? No. You go say I'm going to work for a different tech company, and in this case, that's. What we're dealing with. We forget that these guys yeah, are Yeah, but your kids. point is that Pippen and Jordan stuck it out even though they hated each other. And Kobe and Shaq stuck it out as long as they could and won three championships even though they hated each other. Because none of them are millennials. And look, I would even argue that LeBron isn't really a, a, a millennial. And yes, when you're in the public eye, it ages you up and it makes you seem older. And yes, the NBA players are larger than life. Look, and we had we Blake Griffin on this show last week, and he seems older. He projects himself as an older guy than he is. Because they're in the limelight mm-hmm. and because they have to grow they up to faster. Grow up and take more and it makes you seem older. And yet, at the same time, Kyrie Irving is a millennial. Well, well let me ask you this, Jay. What, what was he supposed to do? You know that LeBron is leaving. I know Kyrie Irving wants to be the man on his team. He was the man before LeBron got there. And a lot Look of where it got him. Yeah. They, they weren't winning championships. They weren't in the finals every year. Barely. They weren't even doing anything. So he still now wants to be the man. He feels like I can't live in the shadow of LeBron James. Right. I just can't anymore. So I want to be the man on some other team. Truthfully for him, he didn't go to Phoenix. He could have maybe gone to San Antonio. We talked a little bit about that. We'll talk about this later in the show. But he actually went to a team that has a good chance of making a deep run in the playoffs. Great young coach. Great, probably the best co- best young coach, maybe the best coach in all of basketball. Brad who who we're not even talking about what an amazing transition he made from the college game to the pro game. Which a Rick lot Pitino of guys- couldn't do it, and yeah. he went to the Celtics, one of the yeah. best coaches in the college game. Brad Stevens comes from Calipari. Couldn't do it. Calipari couldn't do it either. Comes from Butler. Mm-hmm. Makes his mark. It's, it's the reason why Coach K, I, you know Coach K has been offered, Mike Krzyzewski has been offered 
head coaching jobs in the NBA over and over and over over and over again. And he's turned them down because he probably is like, if I go up there and the same thing happens to me that happened to Patino, the same thing happens to me that happened to coach Cal, I'm it's going to tarnish my reputation just a little bit. And he can kind of, he can coach the NBA players for the USA team and win gold medals. And he can sort of achieve that level outside of Duke, but he's, he doesn't have to do it on an 82 game season. Brad Stevens took that on and, and he's doing so great, great, but the Boston Celtics as the Boston Celtics just trade. They they sort of have just a different group of guys there. Now it's is, a different team. Is it better? I don't know. I mean, Gordon Hayward is great. Yes, and and uh, Kyrie will be great. Kyrie will be amazing, and Al Horford is amazing. They, they do have good pieces, but when you think about Cleveland, they're, they're, they did the best they could do under the circumstances. Their new GM pulled off, and is a young guy. He's thirty four years old. He's yeah. LeBron's age. He pulled off. Un, basically satisfied the Cleveland. If if we had Ramon Rivas here, we have him later on the show, and and said, "How do you feel about this?" I think he'd probably feel good, better than he'd feel in under any other circumstances losing Kyrie. Mainly what, because you say because of Jay Crowder. I think Jay Crowder is the key. I, look, Isaiah Thomas is awesome. He's a heart guy in direct country. He's five years older than uh, Kyrie, which is average. Bad. Average more points per game last he year than almost twenty nine points a game, and Kyrie averaged just uh, about 24. 24, 20, 25. So about four points a game better than uh, than than what Kyrie. And averaged. some would argue in the playoffs. Had he stayed healthy, maybe that Cleveland series goes to six games. Maybe. I mean, but let me say this. What is Kyrie supposed to do? You know LeBron is leaving, so to speak. You get the feeling he's not going to stick around. Do you think he wants to stay in Cleveland? He increased his chances to be on a better squad that actually has a chance to win for a long time to come. Plus, don't forget, Boston still has a, a pick from either the Lakers or Sacramento, so they're going to get even better in the draft. True. So they traded away their draft pick, the Brooklyn Nets pick, which is going to be huge for Cleveland down the road. So Cleveland has a chance to rebuild. Both teams, actually, you could argue if you were in their camp and you wanted to be half a glass-half-full guy, you could argue that both got teams better. did well. But you know who wins in the end, and we were talking about Here's this. Here's who wins in the end, the East. The Eastern Division, because now you got drama between two teams that didn't really exist before. Were we really talking about the Celtics, Cleveland, Cavs Cavs drama? At least for this year, while LeBron is still on the Cavs, there's still little drama. Which to me is great because the West sucks shit. The West is going to be terrible to watch. Really? I'm going to tell you right now the Golden State Warriors are going to win the West. Is anybody going to knock them off? I don't give a shit if all three of their stars get injured. They still win the West. Mm -hmm. They're that good. Yeah. So they're going to win the West. Give them the wet. Crown them. You want to crown their ass? Crown them. And I can tell you they're going to run through the playoffs and probably not lose a goddamn game. Again. Boring. 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 They're going to win. Now, who's going to win the East? We don't know. You think... You think LeBron, Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, you think that team maybe beats Horford, Kyrie? They're going to they're gonna be at each other. You know it's going to be bad blood. Intense, bad blood. These teams now won't like each other. It's going to be, to me, this is exciting. And I actually think talent-wise, they're on a similar level. So I think you've got a, a great, more compelling East. more compelling East than the West, which sucks shit. Now, Whoever comes out of the East is going to get killed by Golden State because Golden State is going to win four out of the next five, maybe even the next five championships. They may just sweep for yeah, the next, next four five years. championships. But come on, man! So it's it's crazy that you're going to blame it on. I, I do agree with you. You blame it on the millennial, the millennial sort of attitude of of Kyrie Irving, and yet 
So what if Kyrie, what if they have a bad season or they lose to LeBron? Does he just like pick up his ball and leave Boston? He know. only has a two-year contract. Maybe, so maybe Brad Stevens insults him and makes him feel bad about himself. And he, then he negs him? Somewhere else. Mystery style? Negs him? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. All I know Wait, is but that... The negging might be good. Negging might want him to stay around and, and, and actually prove him wrong, but you don't think so. He I can't don't think take so. criticism. I, I, I think he can't take criticism. So what if, and to tie it all back together before we go to break and then we'll get into this deep discussion, what if Blake Griffin was right and Stephen A. Smith blowhard was wrong? Okay. What if in, what if LeBron in a year What goes, if LeBron in a year doesn't come to LA? Blake Griffin was right and he goes to the Knicks. And he goes to the Knicks with Porzingis and Carmelo and then Chris Paul leaves Houston and he goes to the Knicks. So now you got Chris Paul, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade maybe comes, they get a couple of other pieces. Blake Griffin. Blake, or, well, not, Blake Griffin stays. Blake Griffin's not going there. So you got LeBron James, Chris Stapps Porzingis, Carmelo Anthony, Potential, Chris maybe Chris Paul and potentially Dwayne Wade. That team now, I think, will give fits in the East and, ha- and immediately have to say this might be the team. And well, I heard some people saying, which is actually really true, which is, again, what Blake Griffin was saying on our podcast, Stephen A. Smith, if you listen to it. Listen the to buzz, it. and I can't believe Stephen doesn't even understand this, the buzz in Madison Square Garden is different than anywhere else. I Take away the, the Boston Garden and, and Laker to the Staples Center. It doesn't matter. It is There's just something more electric in Madison Square Garden. You don't think LeBron James, who has this, he's like a nation builder. Look, he, look, look, if you go back to the era that was the 70s, yeah. you go back to he's the He's a era, student of the game. The, the Ma- Madison Square Garden is one of the only, look, Boston's not playing in the same Boston no, Garden that they Madison were playing. Madison Square Garden has been Madison Square Garden for a long time. Boston Garden is new. It's the ghosts new. of Willis Reed are, and his bad knee are hovering around. The, ghosts the only thing that played in the forum at, at any length in the last couple of years before he died, may he rest in peace, was Prince. Prince. All right, so. It wasn't the Lakers, my man. It so was not the Lakers. Look, we don't know. We do not know. And if LeBron goes to New York as Blake Griffin, I want an on apology show, from Stephen A. Smith. Him, I want Stephen A. Smith to get up on a go-to meeting or a Skype and give us an apology. That's right. All right, here we go. Going to go to break right now. When we come back, Zach, Zach Harper, Harper and later on the show, uh, Ramon Rivas, a deep, deep dive into hoops. You guys will love this. Hoops junkies, you will totally dig this. This is glowing brightly. Uh, the, uh, the band is called Florist. Uh, we have the Sky Brothers. This is View from the Cheap Seats. Stay with us. Hey, everybody, it's Elaine Welteroth, and I'm hosting a new podcast called Built to Last by American Express, where we will dive deep into the stories, history, and continued legacy of small businesses that shape American culture. Our debut season will focus on Black-owned small businesses that need our support now more than ever. In each episode, we feature the story of a Black business trailblazer that has inspired a modern Black-owned business. First up is Pinky Cole of Atlanta's food truck turned restaurant, Slutty Vegan. We'll also chat with Hanifa Muemba, the cutting-edge designer behind the Hanifa 3D digital fashion show. Plus, we'll check in with Issa Rae, our modern-day Renaissance woman. We hope that it encourages all of our listeners to support these businesses as well as the Black-owned businesses in your own communities. Tune in for these amazing stories and others on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. 
At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't want to do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell EMC solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash Dell EMC. All right, everybody, welcome back to View from the Cheap Seats. I don't know where you did, where you, what you did, or where you went. Maybe you made, I'm assuming, just a giant sandwich. Maybe you transitioned to an, into a new person. <laughs> How great would that be if all of our listeners, or a huge chunk of our listeners, be- went through gender reassignment and, and just became break? new people on the other you side? You never know. Uh, well, I'm so th- again. This was one of the things I was the most excited about with the newer, newer direction of this show, was our ability to be unapologetic about taking the deepest dive we could into specific sports with yep. experts and whatnot. Today's episode is going to be really fun because there you go. Sorry about that. Because in our interview section, uh, we are going to be talking to a fantastic writer. Uh, he's written. Did you write for Bleacher Report? Wrote for Bleacher Report. Wrote, I ran a chat for ESPN. Yeah, for a long time. For a long time. Wrote for CBS Sports. Yeah. So Zach Lowe, how you doing, bud? <laughs> Zach Lowe, Lowe here I am. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Harper, you get that all the time, do you not? I get that. A lot. I, how crazy is that? There are two really great writers about by basketball. NBA. And they're both named Zach. There was yep. a third one too, named Zach McCann, who uh, wrote about the Orlando Magic for a while. And Three I don't know. What, I don't know what happened to him. And like, oh, well, no, I and like the Orlando you, Magic, you made him disappear. Right, exactly. <laughs> that was the magic there. No, Zach Harper. Uh, and and really, I was just reading a handful of your articles. Uh, I love it. I, I love. The, I loved your article on the Knicks. The, Thank your you. Article on the Knicks maybe crystallized what the Knicks' problem is there and is, where they're at with. Well, things. it trickles down from the top. It correct? does. James Dolan is just. He is a punchline. Like, Can we it, start with his fucking blues band? JD and the Straight Shot? Thank that you. That might be the best Thank part you. of him. No. Oh, that's the, no. best, that's the best part? No. I, yeah. I was he saying, plays a kazoo. Well, JD and the Straight Shot he plays the replaces fl- he plays waterboarding the, as yeah. our form of torture <laughs> He to plays the flesh kazoo, folks. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he is. But, but we're joking. Okay, we're joking. But if you're a guy who's an owner, and I'm sure you've right. been around a ton of owners, and look at what a douchebag Donald Sterling, the blind spots that these owners have. You right. start to look at a guy like Mark Cuban, and you're like, oh, maybe he's... Uh, That's the thing. Mark Cuban catches so the, much flack for for the stuff he said and the stuff he's done. He's one of the best. He's one of the most he's aware easily, guys. Yeah, yeah, he's easily one of the best owners in all of sports, can not we just tell NBA. You a, can we tell you a little, Mark and, and it's the simplest, weirdest Mark Cuban story. So we flew to... Dallas to shoot a thing with uh, who is o- Omri Casper? Oh yeah, who t- we're gonna t- do like a Jewish like, like a Passover thing with okay. him? Okay, oh, we was gonna be like the old Larry Bird off the scoreboard in the thing, and it was all just to eat matzah, just to eat matzah <laughs> with Omri Casper, and he uh, and so we were supposed to shoot it with him, and it was all cleared. We flew to Dallas. They paid us to do. Who was it for? It was like a Sports Illustrated. Yeah, thing? Sports Illustrated. So they flew us to that. We were like ready to go and shoot this. We're at the Dallas practice facility, which is underneath which American Airlines right. Arena. There was like a little basketball court. We're like set up, ready to shoot this thing. And Rick Carlisle, someone from their play PR department, they had just they were on the cusp of making the playoffs, but then they had just lost like three in a row. And they're like. Shut it down. This is not happening today. Rick Carla does not. He doesn't want to have fun. He doesn't. Yeah, want he doesn't to, like fun. He no. doesn't want anyone he to be really happy. Like it. Yeah. And we're like, we flew from 
LA to do this thing. And they're like, yep, it's done. It's not happening. And we're like, what the fuck are we going to do? And we start just like shooting baskets. And Jay and I are just missing, like bricking every shot. Yeah. And we're just hanging out there. And all of a sudden, some of the players come in and Mark, because there's like a stairway up to the locker room from this little practice gym. And Mark Cuban comes out of the door of the locker room, looks down at the two of us, and waves like he completely knows us. Yeah. And we were like, what? oh my God, that is crazy. Maybe we can go up and talk to Mark Cuban or, or something right, like that. Right, you can save this in some yeah, way. Yeah, right? so he goes back into the door. and We run up the steps. I'm telling you, no time passed. We walk up the steps, and we open up the door. He's nowhere to be found. <laughs> Vince <laughs> Carter's in there. Vince Carter's in there. But we asked them, we're like, did, did Mark Cuban, did he just wave to us? And they're like, we don't know. We, don't, we haven't seen We him. can't comment on it that. It was like the weirdest that's... thing ever. Like, he just disappeared. He's rich enough to have, like, teleportation. Yes. I bet that's what happened. I bet that's what happened. That's what they all are. Uh, so, anyway, your your articles that uh, on FanRag. FanRag Sports, yes. FanRag Sports, just some – I loved even just your simple – because I think this is something that a lot of times people get it wrong, just the breakdowns of it, of the games – to watch this year, the yeah. ones that you're the most excited. Give, give us a couple that you're interested in so seeing. So I, I love the rookie showdowns. Uh, they set the tone. That so was your much. top of yeah, the article. That's the top of the article. Like, More than Golden showdown. State Warriors against the, the, the Warriors the ones are just like, all right, Whatever. we all know what's going to happen. They're going to right. The Warriors are going to win, and so you have to make it so, so like, all right, maybe these Warriors games can be fun in the right. regular season. We're but what's a win. good rookie matchup that you're looking at? So there are two that I love: uh, Markel Fultz, number one pick, versus Lonzo Ball, number two pick. Will helps that they're dopest. Right, they're both point guards. They're they're going to guard each other the whole game. They're um, on bad teams bad that are trying teams, to get better. Very different styles of play. You know, Lonzo's a pass first point guard. Markel's a shooter. Like I mean, very different games. Markel so, can get to his space. Both guys can get to the space very quickly. They're, very they're, quickly. Their steps are great. Yeah, you know, to get into space. Um, you know. Lonzo's jumper kind of looks like a failed director set, you know, of sorts. Like, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's weird. Failed direction. Well, also a failed direction. Like it's, a going, it's coming up the wrong side. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, exactly. It's tilted. Um, but there's so much that can be kind of mined out of that in terms of it'll be hard to, like, Lonzo could win the game with eight points and 12 assists, right? right. And, and, and Markel goes for 30. And, you, and you're going to try to figure out, like, well, who actually had the better game because it's such different styles. So I love that kind of And I think we're going to need to see the emergence of Markel Fultz's mom. Like, or some, some, yeah. some, like an uncle who is then going to take on LeVar Ball. Also, Markel Fultz, little fact about him that I, I think I read about in the L.A. Times uh, before the draft is huge, like, like Al Green – Sam Cook, like I mean, that's like his 60s. brand of music. Yeah, he wow. loves like sixties, seventies soul R and B. Like that's to play that that's what he out. loves. I love that. Yeah, he yeah. seems he seems like the most under the radar number one pick I've ever. Yeah, no like, one. I really... can't even remember a guy that's been more under the radar than this guy, Sam Bowie. Sam Sam Bowie. Well, so uh, Andrea Bargnani. So, <laughs> so you said these two teams are. That's a that's one you're looking forward to. That's one I'm looking forward What's to. What's another one? The other one, also a rookie battle, Markel Fultz versus the Boston Celtics. Oh yeah, Jason Tatum. Jason, T- they had a so is I was that a good pick in your opinion. Tatum, is that what they needed? At number three, it's fine. I um, mean, could but but the, but Danny Ainge said like, oh, if we kept the number one pick, he would have been our pick. No, he wouldn't. No, he would There's not. There's no, no way. way. I mean, Danny Ainge does some weird things with draft picks. He's actually a pretty bad drafter. Is he? He's got some real what misses. Has he fucked up in the past. Um, in your opinion. The Marcus, Kelly Olynyk, Kelly Olynyk, that trade is okay. Uh, the best thing Kelly Olynyk did was injure Kevin Love's shoulder. Right, Marcus Smart is historically the worst three point shooter of all time. 
Marcus Smart to me always seems like he 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 to me seems like an Italian Syria uh football uh soccer game. Sure. Like at any moment he could it explode. could it could go yeah. off. Yeah. Like I think of every Italian Syria uh football game as like someone's gonna punch a ref. Right. At any moment. So Marcus Smart who We know he's hit a fan before, yeah. right? Yeah. He just to me seems, Which I he's the closest I on smart the edge. is a is a questionable word Wait, to, to describe. describe <laughs> Although he is actually a pretty intelligent smart, yeah, dude. Oh, he's a smart guy. He just he doesn't um he could blow up doesn't easily. make great decisions. Doesn't make say. great decisions. Yeah. Not a great decision maker. But I mean he's so so they so they haven't made great great choices. Right. Although the personnel, the idea of getting Brad Stevens in there cuz cuz I say this all the time like I don't think Teron Liu is that unbelievable, that great no. of a coach. I didn't think that Eric Spolstra was that great of a coach. You know, you look at like, yeah, Jordan had Phil Jackson, who at the time, before right. before his he tainted his legacy by just basically stealing money from the Knicks, that he was the greatest coach of all time. You could argue right. that. And I would say that, like, Jordan benefited from having the greatest coach of all time. Absolutely. Steve Kerr is an amazing coach, which is why, with that amazing collection of talent, they are as good as they are. Also, Steve Kerr learned from Phil, Phil Jackson. Jackson. Learned from Phil Jackson, and then his time as the Suns GM, he really screwed that up. Dude. I mean, he traded for Shaq, who was way out of shape. He got rid of the second, seven seconds or less. He brought in Terry Porter to coach, which is never a good idea. I mean, he, he really screwed that up, but he learned from it. Yeah. And that's really the thing with Phil Jackson. <laughs> like, even on, like, like, a pickup team, you don't want Terry no, Porter making the calls. No, not at all. <laughs> um, at the Rucker. Right. <laughs> with Phil, he doesn't learn from his mistakes. He just doubles down. Yeah. And well, that's, because, the, and, that's and, the issue. And I think that's because Kerr had started with failure and moved into success. Right. Phil Jackson had all this success, and so he doesn't think he needs to He had success and incredible confidence. And his confidence, because he was a confident player on the Knicks. He was even, yeah. when he played in the 70s, even though he was like a sixth man, basically, or an enforcer at times, but like he was confident in who he was and his knowledge of basketball back then. So that confidence and then that success, like well, yeah, forget plus it. Plus 40 years, right? I mean, that's, yeah, yeah. Forget it. And that's the thing is like, he looks at the three-point shot and he's like, we don't need threes. Threes right. are threes don't actually win you any games when it's just math. Right? I mean, like it's, it's just basic math. Three is more than two. If you can hit more threes, you're probably gonna win. Why are the Golden State Warriors so good? Because they have now the two greatest shooters of all time. We said the we haven't seen this many sharp shooters on the same team since the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> That's true. We were at the grassy knoll. There ain't no way there was a guy one shot through a shot. tree uh, down the there's no but, way. Just look at the angle. Look at yeah. the bullet angles. But but, I mean, but, but look at but the other side of that. Greg Popovich hates the three point shot. Right. He thinks it's a gimmick, and yet his teams are the best three point shooting teams year in year out that aren't the Warriors because he realizes well if we're gonna win we Greg, may as well use it. Greg Popovich to me looks like every guy at a wedding whose, whose wife, wife won't, won't leave because she's too drunk. At every press conference, <laughs> he's like his tie is off, it's open. He's like, all right, honey, just I take the centerpieces. Let's go. Let's go. What but, one of my favorite but he seems like a fun moments. dude. He po- so he I, you know the term getting popped. No. You, so a reporter asks a question and he just gives him a thousand yards. Just, give, just gives you a big fuck you or something. You know, like stare. doesn't yeah, stares, makes it awkward to the point where no one else wants to ask questions. Right. Did you so get popped? The first time I asked him a question, he gave me this unbelievable answer. Right. Like it was about Tony Parker and like stepping yeah. up in a role with Tim Duncan out or some some crap like that. And he gave me this incredible answer about being ready and guys, you know, taking different roles on the team when it's needed and everything. And so I thought like I'm in. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm a genius. Yeah. Like I know how to talk to Greg Popovich. I'm the Popovich whisperer. Exactly. I'm like, this is so easy. Next time he's in town i ask him about defending corner threes 
<laughs> and he and and that I learned the one thing you really don't ask him about is anything defense related because he's mm. not going to give that away. He won't give those secrets, which though. is fair. Like, yeah, and their why defense would you, was okay. the defense is amazing. fantastic for twenty amazing, years, right? Yeah. And he says, if I if I even if I knew the answer, why would I tell you? Mm. Great, great. He got popped. Uh, and, he got popped. And, and it's and it's just dead silent, yeah. and no one else will ask a question. And so I and so I kind of like so everybody else contributes in you getting popped. Exactly. Someone else exactly. filled that void. All of a sudden, there's shooters everywhere, and they're all they're all pointing at me. Yeah. And so I kind of like noticed the silence. I embraced the silence. I was like, and I kind of smiled. I was like, because I asked nicely. <laughs> and he like started to smirk a little bit, yeah. and then he's like, I think we're done here, and he walked away. I love it. Good he was great, him. and it's a great moment to get popped. Some people think Dude. it's mean. I love it. It's yeah. It's like Don Rickles making fun of you or exactly. busting on you. Yeah. You got popped. You get he, roasted he bust, or something. You got roasted by Jeff Ross. That exactly. is, that is a that it's a great feeling. All right. Well, when we get to the quick hit section of the show in the next segment, uh, we're bringing in a friend of ours, great comedian from Cleveland. I'm so excited to have because the other night Ramon Rivas is his name. The other night. After a show, we just sat around with him and our buddy Nate Fritzen, who's a big Detroit basketball fan, and the three of us just talked trade scenarios for Kyrie Irving. So I'm going to reserve that okay. and reserve all the Cleveland speculation and all literally LeBron in 2018 and all that stuff for when he joins us for that segment. But that is just going to be fun. All I know is like we just done two comedy shows. We were sitting down at a pizza place. We closed that place down, literally just having the most down and dirty NBA talk, NBA talk ever. So we'll, we'll get into that there. But I do want to talk about because the landscape is just changing. Why do players... I Obviously, L.A. is great, and if you have a desire to be in the media, which some of these guys do, and some of them are from L.A., so you can understand sure. why they want to come back. Why the fuck would any NBA player right now want to go to the West? Because the next four years, you are not going to win. You are not even going to come gonna go to the finals. Not going to go to the finals. It's crazy because you look at Jimmy Butler and you look at Paul George, not guys who chose to come to the to the Western Conference this year. Butler gets traded to Minnesota. Paul George goes to OKC. Mm-hmm. But they denied being – They, I mean, they couldn't outright – decline it but they told the Cavaliers if you trade for us we will leave like we don't want to be here is that because they know LeBron's gonna go that's That's, the only like but we had Blake Griffin on our show last week which I know you listened to and we said is I said what happens if LeBron wants to come to the Clippers I mean he's got a thing out here in LA right he's like I was like he's like of course we would accept him oh that's good so you of course although if he had said no that would have been a great moment for you guys. That would have been great on the show. Yeah. But he was being diplomatic, and he said, but he said, yeah, of course we'd take him. He's the greatest player ever. And But he said, I don't think he's leaving. He's like, I don't think he's coming, coming to L.A. LA. I was Whoa. like, wow. Whoa. What do you know that we don't know? And, right. And, and it's like, I don't he, know shit. But He said he potentially could go to, he sees him potentially going to the Knicks. And he said the, New York before L.A. New York maybe. before L.A. And Ooh. I thought to myself, what if Kyrie goes to, to the Knicks? To get away from LeBron. Right. And then a year later, LeBron shows up. What's up, motherfucker? <laughs> and he's like, you can't get rid of me. You can't get rid of him. Just the prodigal bully returns. Just, so just chase him around. What about Bob? It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, that, it's the basketball version of that. You Stop. cannot shake this guy. But I do think, like, the, the Paul George is an interesting... Because he's gone, after, unless um, right. I mean, they both are gone. I feel like so, he and I Westbrook mean, are both gone. I don't know how real this is, but a lot of the sentiment around the NBA seems to be that unless they truly challenge the Warriors, which they won't, they won't, or they make it to the Western Conference Finals, which is still very dicey because Question. the West is is uh, huge, that Paul George is gone. And yeah. he will come to the Lakers. You in think he's Lakers over yeah. Clippers? Why wouldn't he come to the Clippers? They don't. Well, they don't really have the flexibility to get him, mm-hmm. so that it just creates a lot of issues. Plus, 
I think he grew up a Laker fan, which doesn't always matter. Like there was the whole like, hey, Kevin Durant may go to the Wizards because he grew up in D.C. Or right. The, I remember know, that talk. D.C. area. I remember that talk. And that was never really a thing. Uh, I'll say he was this, a Bullets my, fan, but my it had son, nothing to do with basketball. So my son played junior Lakers basketball at the YMCA, the Hollywood Y, and uh, picture up on the wall is Paul George in his junior Lakers uniform. Yeah, I mean he like Paul George loves L.A. A lot yeah. of players love L.A. Well, but he's. I met him on. Uh, I met him on the. Uh, Col- on a Sports Nation. Oh, okay. And I, I just got cold pizza. <laughs> I know that's not it. I met him on Sports Nation, and number one, he couldn't be cooler. Yeah. He was the sweetest guy. Yeah, number he's real two, nice. he, you could tell he loved LA. He's from like uh, Palmdale, I think. Palmdale yeah. or something like that. It's like 50 miles outside of LA. Right, exactly. But he played around here, and he loved it, and you know he's come back. What about Russell Westbrook? I mean, does See, he. See, Russ is, Russ is the. a different situation where I think he is stubborn enough to say, I'm going to no, stick around. Okay, I'm going to prove that. That should, I that you don't have to leave here. He should send Kevin Durant a gift basket for basically allowing him to maybe be in the NBA Hall of Fame, right? Because there's no human way he would have put up those historic numbers if a healthy Durant is there all year. You know, like not in the way he put them up. He, I not mean, forty. He had a higher doubles. usage rate. Not to get into advanced stats, but he had a higher Let's usage rate him. than Teen Wolf. Yeah. Like he really did. And Teen Wolf got like, a lot of touches. Teen Wolf got a lot of touches. <laughs> Higher usage rate than Teen Wolf. You can look that I up. I didn't know advanced stats oh, were around back they're then. They're all over. How about I... the fat guy in Teen Wolf who's like 40 and they're trying to play him off as a senior in high right. school? Yeah, uh, that that's guy essentially like, the, the. Are you someone's the, dad? The Glenn Davis of, uh, yeah, of the, the basketball world. How about or Greg that? Odin. How about that beef? The, B, oh. the Glenn Big Baby there's Davis some real, and Austin Rivers there's some, beef. There's a lot of beef with Austin Rivers I tweet, the Look, man, I tweeted out as soon as you know uh, Chris Paul left, all right, it's Austin Rivers' team now. It is. Time to show what you can do. But I'm joking, but it kind of is. You know, like, is the, he's running the Blake Griffin team. Blake Griffin credit, teams, but he has become a decent NBA player. Look, he had a game against Houston. His classic ago. thing is to beat someone off the dribble, make them look bad, take it all the way to the rack, and miss a layup. Have you ever seen Blake Griffin's impersonation of him? No. Oh, my God. He did it in practice like two years ago or something. And it's like just standing it, up straight, dribbling it, tall. Stand up straight, dribbling, and then like losing the ball and falling down. And it's like, <laughs> and it is like it looks a lot like an Austin Rivers highlight. But, but that, okay, think about that. So, that's so, your son playing. You're the coach. I know, I know. But Jay, he, you coach your son's I team. Can, my son's a great basketball player. He's, right. he's not all right. He's, okay. he's all right. All right. So fine. And we say this in my st- in our stand up. Uh, my son travels a little. Jay's son travels more than Anthony Bourdain. All right. On a basketball. <laughs> all right. So, but. Austin Rivers was a kid who who spent one year at Duke. Right, correct. That's not a guy who should only spend one year in college. No. That is a guy who should have spent five years in college. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Like that's where you learn the skills where you then come to the league. I make just would love to see I just love to see Russell Westbrook playing Russell Westbrook playing with Blake Griffin. Like playing with It would be guys. great. How unbelievable yeah. would that team be? Because truthfully, I think they are a point guard away from being really competitive. Now, I love Chris Paul and I love uh James Harden. I I love both of them in a backcourt together. Yeah. To me, I think they complement each other well. But my question is, who's in the front court there making? You know what I, I mean? mean? Like Clint Capella, who like can catch like he's a good pick and roll guy, and he's serviceable. Can, right? Everyone, like, nobody's you great. throw Ryan Anderson out there, who you know couldn't guard us, but he can hit threes. Hits threes, but he can't guard anybody. Yeah. And you're saying to yourself, how is how is everybody, everybody feels like a, a half a half full glass of something against like a full bottle, which is 
Golden State in the West. Right, exactly. So no, nobody has all the pieces. By the way, even if someone gets injured, like Blake was talking on our show last week, like he's like, remember when Durant went down at the end of the season? Everyone's like, well, here's our chance to get some guys. They no. lost one game. Right, they, and they smoked everybody. Smoked everyone. everybody. All of a sudden, Steph Curry was the MVP caliber Steph Curry again. It was like, oh, right, this guy's still pretty good. How great is Steph Curry, though, to like be able to step back and allow Durant to have that moment? There's so not a lot of stars that do that. There so. are not a lot of stars. Okay. First of all, would LeBron do that? Uh, Probably not. No. Probably and that's not. the would issue. Jordan do that? Probably no, not. Jordan not definitely wouldn't. That's Kobe, would Kobe do that? Jordan wouldn't do that now. Would Co- Kobe do that? No, Kobe would. I mean, Kobe actively because harassed Dwight Howard, which, to, granted, Dwight Howard's a jackass. And he deserved and so to be fine. But like at the time, Sexually Dwight Howard harassed. was two years removed from being a, an intense MVP candidate. Like, it wasn't that far Superman. off. Superman. Yeah, he was Superman. So, all right, so we know the Golden State Warriors are going to win. But I want, your, I want next... you, as, as someone who, who studies the NBA, who lives and writes the NBA, who's deep, deep inside of it, because we've had Who's this... been popped, let's be honest. Been you have been popped. Uh, we talk about putting this Golden State Warriors team in a context with some, uh, especially after watching Best of Enemies, those Lakers and Celtics teams that right. were incredible. And, of course, anyone from Chicago will argue this point. The but... Bulls. But I, I just I, I want to hear from someone on the inside who's been following the NBA for a while, like if you can contextualize this team. Put them in a historical context. They have the two greatest shooters of all time and Kevin Durant. Yeah. That's an insane thing. Kevin Durant has the fourth highest scoring average of all time. They are the best defensive team or, at worst, top three defensive team in the league. I mean, their their margin of victory is historic. Any way you try to cut them up and, and try to compartmentalize what they're good at or what they're Someone say, at, well, they would have dirtied the game up back then in a way that they're not now. That's fine, but you all, back then you couldn't play help defense the way you can now. So, so like, imagine you can't load up on, on from the weak side. And and, yeah, I mean, and, I, and and stop a driving lane to Kevin Durant back then, so he would be one on one. Sure, you can hand check him, but he's a seven foot shooting guard who's got you know better shooting than everyone not named Clay Thompson. So he'll her. turn it. I mean, I remember watching old Bulls games, and everyone would clear out yeah. to the other side of the court. Right. Jordan's going one on one on a down, guy. Yeah. back him down. Yeah, Bill Wennington standing on the scores table to yeah. get out of the way. Like, Bill I mean, Wennington is literally eating a beef Wellington, <laughs> <laughs> slicing up a beef Wellington, sharing a little bit of that with Will Purdue. <laughs> Who's, drink, who's eating a Purdue chicken? Like, who is, and then they, <laughs> and then they literally take a shrimp off the Barbie and give it to Luke Longley. Right. Look, that, so so you can't you can't defend that team. No, like you, I mean no I was one. trying to think of who, how do the Bulls of the '90s match up with them? And obviously you'd put Rodman on Durant, you'd sure. put Jordan on Steph Curry, and you would put Klay uh, Thompson and Scottie Pippen would play yeah. each other. And then, but then you have. Then. Ron Harper guarding Draymond Green, mm-hmm. like Draymond Green will make plays because you will have to come over to him and either he's going to get a layup well, he's gonna or he's going to pass it. to the guy who or will hit a three. Right. I mean, that's exactly. the other thing that he can do. And so, you know, I mean, and whoever the Bulls center was at the time, there was nobody. Was, I mean, maybe if Luke Longley, Luke Longley uh, rest in peace to Bison Daly, like, Bison you know, they, Daly. Um, the Bryson Daly, the Brian Williams of the NBA. <laughs> it was the uh, that, I mean, yeah. it is ridiculous that uh, Jack Brian... Haley, who was Dennis Rodman's babysitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. wow. Look at that. That's amazing. Truth. Uh, so, I mean, that. So it's hard to like match those teams up right. because everyone will be like, oh, they got all the rings and whatnot. I think when it's all said and done, I think this Golden State Warriors team will make. If they stick to answer that question, how many rings will they get in the next five years? At least four. Okay. So. I think everybody agrees with that. I'm an outsider, and I agree with that. If you're saying that from the inside, that's how good they are. That's how good they're going to be. So let's forget about these years. If the teams can stay intact the way they are right now, I personally six, think— Six championships for Steph Curry. So, but the, in the next 
the next generation of teams. If Philly can grow right. with their teams, Boston obviously will just get better every year. Exactly. They'll probably beat. They'll probably lose to the Warriors in a couple of those. Right. And then Timberwolves, the Lakers, and the Timberwolves. I think from the West, I think that's where you're going to start to see. And, and you can even throw into the East, Milwaukee, who doesn't have a great structure in terms of consistency throughout the the organization, but they have Giannis, Greek freak, man, Greek freak. I mean, he like he is Anticopolo. a He's a jumper away from being Kevin Durant. Yeah. Like, he really is. And, yeah. and granted, like his jumper is very broken. And I, this is like it, to How go even deeper. I don't, I don't think you can with his arms because his arms are so freakishly long. Yeah. The process of getting the ball into a shooting position. It's a great point. It just takes a long time. Right. So you can speed that up a little bit, but to get consistency with the speed is really tough. But he can still become, if he's a league average shooter. Mm hmm. That's a scary thought. Yeah, because anything in the lane, he's, right. he's so quick to the lane and so quick to the rack. It's hard, and he and, throws it down with a And I actually think it's a mistake to play off of him because you the idea is play off of him and he'll have to shoot a jumper. Right. Except now you've given him a head of steam, and, and he, he has go-go gadget arms. Right. Yeah. right. He, it doesn't take much to get him to the basket. So you put Milwaukee in that. All right, so let's just let's fast forward just to the – as we're a couple months away from starting this NBA season. Everybody – Let's, let's consider that everybody's going to say stay healthy. Sure. I mean, again, the West is so loaded, it's ridiculous. If Kyrie doesn't get traded, and we'll talk about this on the in the next segment sure. with Ramon Rivas, but if Kyrie doesn't get traded, it's it's Cleveland and it'll be Boston and Cleveland and the Wizards. Right. Maybe. I mean, Toronto's a good regular season team. Whether they can do anything in the playoffs, Atlanta is tough. will be halfway decent. No, Atlanta will be. They got Terrible. rid of everyone. They got rid of everyone. They'll be like a bottom four team in the league. Wow. So then, yeah. who else in the East is even worth? I mean, Milwaukee if they're healthy Milwaukee, will be right. will be good. That's um, right. So that's four. That, there's your four right. that'll probably be. West, I think any of the the top six can be other than the Golden State Warriors are number one. Right. So then below that, two through six, I think Houston. could be inter- interchangeable. Houston, San Antonio, uh, San OKC. Antonio will be great again. Right, Houston, San Antonio, OKC, and Clippers. Clippers, I think as long as Blake Griffin is back by mid December, they'll be fine. All right, so but Minnesota then Minnesota. Well, Minnesota is tough because there is a real change in terms of the hierarchy of that team because mm-hmm. now Jimmy Butler is probably the second option, and we've never seen Andrew Wiggins in a third option before, and he has a lot to grow. He improved a lot last year, but he still Did has he improve a, a lot? As a jumper, okay. as, a, as a jump shooter. He, I mean, he, I feel like I he just increases, didn't even hear about him. He increases three-point percentage 5%. That's huge. While, while increasing his volume, but that's really hard to do. Right. Granted, he was still only a league average shooter from three. Remember, everyone was like, he's but, the next LeBron. Right, he's exactly. Like, he's the next LeBron. He's the, you know, the next uh, Kevin Durant. He's the next everything. Right. But. I, I he truly turned think, out to be the next Andrew Wiggins, <laughs> for <laughs> better be or for worse. The same Andrew, Wiggins. the only yeah. Andrew. So Wiggins. far, it turns out he is very, uh, he's very symbolic of Canadian basketball, right. where we mm. keep thinking, "Oh, this is going to become a real thing," and then it's like, eh, "That was is a little because, disappointing." Is it because he? Is it because they just don't have the competition? They're not playing against the competition on the way up. Uh, they do have a very equals? deep youth program, but it's still like. You go against. I mean, if you put the Canadian team against the top players in the Los Angeles area, they would struggle. But there's this kid who listed Michigan, our school, in his top five, along with Duke, along with Kentucky, okay. along with Oregon. So which the means guy he's not going to go to Michigan. The kid who helped Canada, Team Canada under Scored 19, 38 points in the under beat 19 the game. USA this year. Okay, uh, he's a he's the high the number one rated recruit in for 2008, 2018, 19, I think. I think 18, 18 or 19. Uh, maybe 18, I think it's 19. 19. Uh, 
Canada so are, has produced some develop. talent. Yeah, yeah. They are yeah. Starting no, to they, I mean they talent. have. Ta- they also don't have point guards, which is in the international competition because it's such a. It's almost the court is smaller, even though the, yeah. the three point line is is closer. Yeah. But the way you can kind of pressure lesser countries, and that's the problem with Canada is like their best point guard is. Corey Joseph, who's a f- mm-hmm. decent NBA role player, right, right. or Jamal Murray, who's not really an NBA point guard, but he's right. kind of a combo guy. That's right. But you throw those guys out there against Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook yeah, and yeah. Steph Curry. Like, there's just no competition. Or even there. like Lithuania. They have like yeah. a dearth of guards. Like, right. The exactly. crazy yeah. amount of like old white guys with flat tops who all look like short and deathlift shrimps <laughs> that can all like shoot <laughs> exactly. like the lights out. And yeah. you're like, wait, how are they doing this? Right. Like, guard him. Like, in a pickup <laughs> game, everyone's like, the other guys on your team are like, get him. You're like, I am. I just can't get the guy. <laughs> the weird shot uh all right so let's uh let's take a break yeah. um shall we it. yeah we right. take, so we take a break uh when we come back we'll have ramon rivas who's going to join the fray uh talk about cleveland we'll get into the Kyrie. we'll get into uh lebron and what we're gonna do is do a little quick hits we got some stories we want to break down with these oh, fellas hell yes this, this is view from the cheap seats we're getting into it zach harper ramon rivas on the other side stay with us Support for this podcast comes from WGU. Do you want a more skilled and effective workforce? Do you want to build loyalty and increase employee retention? A partnership with Western Governors University could be exactly what you need. Over 300 organizations nationwide already count on WGU for valuable education benefits that lead to better prepared and more capable workers. With more than 60 accredited bachelor's and master's programs to choose from and shorter credential programs coming soon, WGU has long been a leader in making quality higher education more accessible. Flexible online learning is the key. Students can fit schooling around their existing schedules and even complete courses and degrees sooner than planned. WGU makes earning a respected degree possible with just a computer and an internet connection. Partner with WGU today to make a smart investment in your company's and employees' future. Learn more at wgu.edu slash partnerships. That's wgu.edu slash partnerships. Introducing the new Verizon Business Unlimited plans. Now you can pick a plan for as low as $30 a month per line with AutoPay. Get 5G nationwide, plus massive data capacity, plus spam blocking features. And with Verizon Business Unlimited, you can mix and match the right plans for your business so you get more of what you need and none of what you don't. From Verizon, the network businesses rely on. 5G nationwide available in 1,800 plus cities on most VZ 5G devices. Monthly per line pricing with 5 plus lines on Biz Unlimited Start. Device payment, smartphone purchase, auto pay, and paper free billing required. Terms apply. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. If you uh, have not uh, rated and subscribed and reviewed, you're subscribing. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. If you are subscribing to it, thank you. If you rate and review it, it helps us move up the charts and it's a great way. And tell a friend. Uh, this is sports talk that we hope is different than other sports talk on other uh, on other things. You've heard the takes, you've heard the stories, but you haven't heard them with us. Uh, we are uh, Zach is with us was with us in the last segment, and now we're bringing in our buddy who's a comedian and a a full time lifetime Cleveland fan who uh, was who we had you on our podcast the day after you guys won. The day after you guys won, that yeah. was a great Ramon moment. Rivas. Ramon Rivas, welcome, thank, buddy. Thank you for having me back. Uh, it's great to have you back, and you you are you are a champion now. So Cleveland is a champion, and that monkey is off your back. We talked about that before. Yeah, uh, but now you have expectations, mm-hmm. expectations of winning, and it's not just enough to get to the finals because you did it. it. It wasn't much of a competitive finals. No, 
and no one in Cleveland could have thought so. Uh, and now you got talk of Kyrie leaving. Mm-hmm. As a fan of the team, who do you fault in that scenario? Are you faulting Kyrie or are you faulting LeBron? Um, I mean, it's it's a lot of ego and a lack of humbleness on both of their parts, mm-hmm. I feel like. Like LeBron, it, I do understand. I understand anybody wanting to leave. Like I had to leave Cleveland for comedy purposes. <laughs> sure. so I'll never be mad at I'll people I'll never for forget that, that press conference you had at the Boys and Girls. Yeah, game. you know, yeah. I had to let those kids know I was leaving. I can't believe you. I mean, you came again, up, you I'm, started doing comedy with some of those kids at the Boys and Girls. The fact that you roasted some of those kids was yeah, not man. cool. Oh, yeah. they deserved it. Yeah. You know, I had to let them know I'm leaving and I'm not giving you any money right now. <laughs> I just called you down here for you no took reason. all the charity money for yourself. <laughs> yeah, man. I just had to wear my check shirt. Yeah, but I was I was there for them. I feel like that's what's most important. And Jim Gray. And Jim Gray. Uh, But, yeah, so you had to leave Cleveland to to go pursue your dream. So I get it. And and if I had a a fraction of the support of the city they have, like, I I don't think I would ever leave. Like, I wouldn't need to. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, no. Um, That makes a lot of sense. So to see see that spurn, like, it's just like, ah, I get kind of, like, frustrated. But I also understand it. Like, if you want to go be the man somewhere, like, go do that. It's weird to not think of yourself as – a priority when you're getting that many points like challenge yourself to get more so, like i don't know i've always thought of Kyrie as Allen iverson without the heart mm-hmm. and i yeah, and i, I like that you yeah like and that? i thought that the the finals and and the subsequent success from that kind of helped him get it but this kind of makes me question it again yeah I, I, is it is it kobe chirping in his ear it, i mean, I mean he's that's really close and, to kobe. and that's, that's, and that's the it. thing this it's not atypical historically because you had Shaq Penny, you had Shaq Kobe, you had all these mm-hmm. big personalities who arguably, like, you two should be fine working together. And but by the way, Shaq Kobe were not fine working no, together. No, they very much But they it. got the job done. Yeah, right? they Understood. stayed together as long yeah. as they could. Yeah, but, I mean, it, so it may be the same type of deal. Like, you kind of assume this brotherhood and sh- shit like that, but I Kobe, feel like- though, is the worst person to be talking to Kyrie right now because... He's emboldened by his success post Shaq. So right. Shaq leaves and goes to Miami and plays with a more a, a less selfish version of Kobe and Dwayne, Dwayne Wade, Wade and a and you know a great coach in Pat Riley. And they or was Pat Riley coaching at the time? Yeah, he yeah. took over for yeah, Stan took over at the time. So yeah. so Pat Riley coaching and they win. Okay, and yeah. that's Shaq's ability to be like, uh huh, how, how's my ass taste, Kobe? Right. I beat you. And then for Kobe, like the, the and he left machine. and he left Kobe with like Smush Parker and Chris Mim. Like it's yeah. not like Kobe had a, and that's Kobe, what happens when you crater out to get that those exactly. two superstars. You really cave out the rest of your team. Exactly. So, but then when Kobe comes back and wins and beats the Celtics and beats you know like Paul Pierce and those guys, yeah. like literally beats the dudes who came and beat him. So he got revenge on them. He got revenge on Shaq. Kobe loves him some revenge. That yes. was for Kobe probably like that's the reason Spike Lee made the movie work. You know we're doing work and right, that whole exactly. thing about mm-hmm. him. So he's emboldened by all that wins the fifth ring, kind of goes off in the sunset, kind of puts the whole Eagle Colorado thing behind him. So he then can now, if he's in Kyrie's ear, he can be like, man, you can, yeah, it worked. It worked you for can me. You be the man yeah. somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You can I, do I it. I get that, too. Like, from Kyrie's standpoint, of you did get the championship, right? However, you could say, like, that was a fluke, whatever. It doesn't matter. You got the ring. You played unbelievable. You, you hit the, the shot. Reason. You right. were the reason. Like, it wasn't lessons. like, like, you didn't mark Madsen your way to a title. Like, yeah. you, you, got, you yeah. found, like, you found a way to not only contribute, but be a leader on that team with LeBron. Yeah. What do people Amazing in Cleveland moment. say about what's their attitude towards Kyrie? Um, I mean, I feel like it's, your uh, it's, a, li- it's a little bitter, but I feel like people are just kind of hoping it'll, it'll, 
go over or we'll be able to maximize what we what get you for can him. get for him because it is kind of one of those things like hey man if you don't want to be here all right bye like we, it's fine if you want to go we wish you would stay here yeah but um i feel like the problem is now the point with which he did it when we didn't have a gm which mm. is just this infrastructurally like i feel like i feel like Cleveland has an owner who wants to be like Cuban and yeah, have that right. imprint, involved, but he's just yeah. not but a he's, personable dude. He's much more James and, Dolan. Yeah, he just it, like I've said this for a while. I wrote this. More Dolan. Than I wrote Cuban. this after the David Griffin uh, firing. Front, yeah. yeah, the pseudo firing. Right? Is that if LeBron James was from New Mexico, Dan Gilbert would be as big a joke as James Dolan. Because yeah, really. there would be no tie to Cleveland, like there would have been none of that. Yeah, yeah, like 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 James. Uh, I mean, uh, it's not or what's his name? Gilbert. Gilbert. Sorry, Dan Gilbert. He he's what he. You cap- become Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder is yeah, pretty yeah, close. I mean, is that Dan, pretty close. I, I get them confused. He benefited from something that he had no control over. Right, and, and he and he also like put. He has a footprint in Cleveland and in Detroit, so yeah. he's he's, he's legitimately responsible for the economies of two cities. Right, right. And that there, I feel like there's a lot of ego within that mm-hmm. to be like, hey, you work for me. Like, so it's just a weird power structure. Yeah. And I feel like so when Kyrie was like, hey, I want to go. If we had a GM still at that point and an owner who was like, all right, cool, let's see what we can do for you. We probably could have got something before all these other moves Especially happened around the draft, like. You move someone like Kyrie, you can get a lot. You can get a lot. But now it's at the point where most teams have their point guards already set. Like, Or if they don't, they have their game plan for next year and beyond that kind of set. So this is like I heard Kyrie to the Spurs. I heard a little bit of rumor of that. Which there's bits and pieces. Like I would – there's bits and pieces from every team like I who would, would you accept. T- I, this is my favorite thing. So we're sitting around in this pizza place after doing a couple sets, and Ramon was talking as if he was the GM. Oh, I could yeah. totally And GM. so he was just like, <laughs> you could GM. He was like, all right, I'll take. I'm like, you'll take. Yeah. Oh, I'll take this. It's like when a waitress says, we have. Like, I've got. She's like, I've got. We're like, you've got? You know, <laughs> the restaurant's got it. You're going to bring it out here. But she was like, you, you were like, I'll take. Yeah. So who? So you give me any team, I'll tell you who I'll take. Okay. Now. So let, let's talk about the Spurs. Sure. Let's and and I want you to tell me what you take, and you tell me if it's realistic, okay. and you think it's a good deal. Okay. okay. So Ramon, what did? You, uh, so Kyrie, to, and to the I, Spurs. To the Spurs. For whom? I'm trying to think of what the salaries would have to be. I mean, forget I about want, that. We'll, we'll I would want. Work. I would want. Um, uh, who's the uh, green? Green's the shooter. I wouldn't want Green because I hate that we already had him and refused to play him, mm-hmm. and he was talented. Like that type of stuff makes me very mad. Sure. Um, I would want uh, Kyle Anderson. Mm-hmm. I would want. Um, I'll take Gasol because he's cheaper, so you can balance out the salaries. Mm-hmm. I'd want probably Murray and. Who's that point guard they just signed? Patty Mills. Patty Mills. I would take that plus some picks. Patty Mills is a great is a great point guard to facilitate. He's a good LeBron. backup yeah. guy. Yeah. So I would take that and picks. So like you'll have people who can kind of play. That's at a lot. Above I, there's average. no way they're giving all that up. That's a lot, but Kyrie's also a you, lot. You keep yeah right. Kyrie Kyrie's a lot. And Kyrie also, with Kawhi is a fantastic combination. Uh, you still have Danny Green. You still have if Marcus you can, Aldridge. If you can find a place for Lamarcus Aldridge. Cause I just think he sucks. Yeah, I, like, see, that's I, why I, I he puts up him. numbers, but I just think he sucks. He's that's just why I exposed in the new NBA. He is. I feel like yeah. five, ten years ago that oh, ten dude years is ago, that dude is yeah. just straight butter. And, and he doesn't want to play center. 
That's the thing. It's like yeah, he, he wants to be a forward. He's he, a monster. Like seeing him in person, I've st- I stood next to him, and a lot of these guys are mon- like he's one of those NBA players where you stand next to him, and you're like, oh, this guy's big. Yeah, like, he'll like, fill he's a doorway. A, right, exactly. Like, he's a gigantic human being. Uh, it's so funny. I read your article about the uh, New Orleans Pelicans and just kind of where they're at, and yeah. they literally had to do everything and move like heaven and earth just to stay at status quo and right. sign mm-hmm. Drew Holiday. And they had and to commit keep... a lot of money. To yeah, them. yeah, and so like, and and so they. You know all the things they scramble to do in the offseason, and if you're a fan of the Pelicans, you're like, oh, shit, it's the same team. Right. I just hope that now Cousins and, and Anthony Davis can play together. Anthony Davis strikes me as – this is what I tweeted during the finals. I was like, listen, all Cleveland has to do is like game three – is trade for Anthony Davis. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're back in the series. And they're in the series. Yeah, I mean, it's not right that there. hard, guys. Yeah. It's not that hard. Yeah, I mean, and then a lot of things, like if the Cavs can wait till the, what is it, December 15th, there's a lot right. more pieces that can be involved. Anyone who was signed in the offseason can be moved December 15th. Okay, so the Cavs might, they might. So who do you think, what, what's Where do you your think he lands? scenario that you think is viable? The two most likely places in my mind Knicks. are Minnesota and Phoenix. He goes to Minnesota, man. Minnesota suddenly, in my opinion, they, they, would have they to could move. be the number two team in the West. They could, they very, I mean, they, they have a problem with depth. Yeah, um, because they really I mean, their bench is like Cole Aldridge and Jamal Crawford, which what a look. I mean, I guess the Clippers just went through that. Yeah, and that worked out great. Um, <laughs> but you have a combination of Carl Anthony Towns, who's unreal. The dopest. Uh, look, Jimmy we were Butler. at an NBA draft last year and he was a fantasy draft. Like, yeah, fantasy draft. And he was the first yeah. guy off the board. He, I mean, uh, one, it, last summer, he got me a cup of water while we were working out together in a hotel gym. As he He's should. a great guy. As he should. Yeah. Cat. Uh, but you have Cat, you have Jimmy Butler and you have Kyrie. You don't need a lot around that to make it a so top you're saying, So then Wiggins so, so, comes back. To Wiggins comes Wiggins back, back to and, Cleveland. And he gets to play with Kevin Love, and yeah. then you know LeBron leaves. And, uh, yeah. and then you have a combination of Love and Wiggins and Tristan Thompson. Hmm. That doesn't seem great. No. 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 I, would, like, I would be trying to get rid of Tristan. Like, see, that's where I like. I don't know the whole – clutch sports connection of things like sure. can they I mean, not trade Thompson because that would make LeBron mad because that's his mm-hmm. agents people yeah, like it's yeah, just so yeah. weird and that's well, the whole speculation with Phoenix is like right. well Bledsoe's of one of his clients so that'll make it and it's just weird that stuff 100% matters it does okay. it matters you know a on lot. the inside you see you saw it with the Knicks in what was what was the year they were good like 2012 2013 they won 54 games mm-hmm. that half that team was CAA clients because they so like crazy. Carmelo J.R. Smith, like yeah. all these guys yeah, yeah. were kind of brought in together and they got Mike D'Antoni out of there because I didn't, didn't notice like that it was J.R. Smith because he was wearing his jersey a lot. Right. Um, <laughs> he wasn't shirtless. But uh, so so where do you think LeBron goes in 2018? Do you think he stays in Cleveland, Ramon? I, I think he'll make the I think every time his contracts up, LeBron looks and says, where's the best young, young ready to go team? That I can go to that all is also a market. So he had a connection to Cleveland. That's why he picked that sure. over places last time. Mm-hmm. But I do think that the Lakers will look appealing. The the Knicks will be wiped out. But if they can position themselves like it's a big market, so it depends what he wants to do with his next phase of his career. He what does want to play with his friends too. Before yeah, it's all said and done. Like the whole Dwayne Wade, Chris Paul, Carmelo Anthony banana boat thing. Like that's a real thing. Now whether you can make it work. With Man. contracts and everything, that's the tricky part. But that that's a real thing that he would. How if, many more if it's years doable. does Melo have left? Like, well, I, I mean, if Melo's like the third option, he's that's an not okay bad. third yeah, option. Yeah, that's fine. But can he? I mean, 
Iverson could have played for a few more years if he was fine with like being right. a dope six man, right. but he yeah. just couldn't. Yeah. Not in, in his, his head. In no his head, way. he's like, no, I'm. This isn't. I'm gonna go to Turkey and rule some shit. <laughs> yeah, and then get and then be broken in, begging for money for a cheeseburger. Uh, yeah. And then I also think it's like you know you can't for you can't force the banana boat on people. Like right. Kyrie didn't hop in those pictures the years they played together. Right. Like there's a very you like that. By the way, is, that's a, is there that's a, a better statement ever made? You can't, <laughs> can't force the banana boat on people. Here's what I can't force on you guys. We got some quickets. You want to stick around? Yeah, some of these. Yeah, all, right. all right, listen, when you play professional sports, especially football, we're going to shift this discussion from basketball to football. You got to rely on your team doctor. I mean, it is the same way in basketball. Like, team you, doctor is very, very important. To yes. diagnose things correctly and to get injured. on it quickly could save a week. You don't want to, essentially, what I'm saying is you don't want a, a team doctor and their assistant to misdiagnose a, con- a contusion, call it a contusion when it's really a broken leg fracture. Right. Yeah. I which mean, it is- depends if you watch any given Sunday. They're all about skirting the. Skirting <laughs> That's the right. They go that. beside it. That's true, that. But uh, this is what happened in the New Orleans Saints. By the way, New Orleans is crazy. Yeah. Let's be honest. Like, I don't know how much time you spent down I spent in a week there in April uh, for a story on the Pelicans. And okay, it was, for that, yeah. It was bizarre. So bizarre. <laughs> I'm surprised that the team doesn't have, like, a witch doctor. Right. Like, they got their real doctor, and Just then they got their the voodoo. Bayou. Go right hey, look, down to the French Quarter. You can pick Vo- one up really like, easy. This is my voodoo bayou. guy. I this got is a my. I got a voodoo guy, and the, I got a Western. Look, medicine. we're looking. Let's give him an MRI, but let's let him. Let, what does the voodoo guy say yeah. about it? Stick some just, pins in the doll and see if he gets better. <laughs> mm-hmm. right? right? Yeah, I went down there. I taped my uh, Comedy Central special down there, That's which right. was cool. I, but I didn't like. I don't drink, so I didn't like go like you New Orleans go all, the way you're yeah. supposed to New Orleans. Yeah. Cooler story than I was there for a week to ride on the Pelicans. Well, so uh, we were there to do stand up in a in a thing, and we get to the hotel, and I think it's it was like a Marriott courtyard or something, or like a Radisson. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely part of a bigger chain. And we go in to check into the hotel, and the desk, which were like two podiums, the dudes at the desk had like a cooler between the two podiums mm-hmm. and beer in the cooler, like yeah. cans of beer in the cooler. They were like, you guys want a beer? It's like three bucks. I was like, hold on a second. There's a bar that is connected to the hotel that's 50 yards away is from us. Is this a side hustle? Is this? <laughs> yeah, everyone gone. in New Orleans, I'm like, that's what New Orleans is. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. you could drink on this. You could just right. drink I'm on like, this. Do you work for the hotel? Is this your cooler? Were you going to take these, whatever you don't what, sell to the ins- Saints game? What, like- what's insane about it is that there are people out there who are extremely religious who who think that that sort of debauchery, quote-unquote, right. will make a city crumble. And it doesn't. It it's works in a weird afloat. way. It it's, wor- like, it's, like like- the, it's like the the Simpsons episode where Mr. Burns is so sick that, like, if he tries to get better in any way, he's going to die. Right. So, like, all the sickness inside of him is just holding him and together. And that's what it is. It's this weird so Saints, balance. So Delvin Bro, B-R-E-A-U-X, cornerback, he's broing out, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, had misdiagnosed his fractured fibula. Two doctors, they worked the whole thing, and they were just fired. Two orthopedists. Derek Jones, first of all, if your orthopedist is named Derek. That's too simple of a Derek's the yeah. guy who just sells you weed. Right. Yeah. Derek's your guy who, like, basically drives. Derek's an Uber driver. Thank you. Yeah. Derek's yeah. the guy driver, who's yeah. like, hey, you, you want to buy my El Camino? <laughs> Derek, Derek's Prius will be here in 11 minutes. That's right. Mm-hmm. Derek's mom's Prius. Derek's mom's Prius will be here in 11 minutes. His assistant, Misty Surrey. Well, <laughs> these well, are the orthopedics. That's a dancer. Misty Surrey. That's a dancer. On the main stage. That sounds like an Indian dish. That's right. It it does sound like an Indian dish. Like like I would I would I would order like that with like extra uh, falafel. Yeah. So give me the tikka 
chicken tikka masala. And I'll just take a little misty syrup on the side. Just drizzle a little misty syrup on the side. So they they were let go by the team because they misdiagnosed Delvin Bro's leg injury. Can you imagine that? If there's like, okay, so injuries are big. Blake Griffin injured himself a couple times. Mm-hmm. Imagine the team doctor because you rely on them. They're like, how yeah. quickly can you get this guy back on the court? How quick get it right, get it solved, get him onto the road right. to recovery immediately. To me, if I'm the Saints, and this is goes to Saints management, you just look down the line and say, who's our team orthopedist? Derek and Der- Misty? Derek and Misty. We're going to fuck something up. Yeah. I've so. actually been to a, a Derek and Misty website before, and the <laughs> videos were <laughs> beautiful. Fantastic. A little too yeah. grainy. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, they're homemade. Look, homemade I homemade couldn't porn. get with the storylines. I right. mean, I also feel like it's, it's really irrational to even go out there with, like, a little – like a, something like you stub your toe, you sit down for like a couple minutes. Yeah, but like yeah. the injuries that happen, like any of us would just be like, oh, I'm not going anywhere for a I'm couple out. of days. Like my leg really I once hurts. cracked my sternum leaning back in a chair. Yeah. I had a hairline fracture in my sternum from trying to pop my back leaning sports back in a writer. chair. Sports yeah, exactly. Elite athlete. Hashtag sports writer. Uh, uh, did you know the Pelicans and the Saints share a medical staff? So that's it. So yeah. these guys were oh, on shit. the – they work for the Pelicans right. too, and they screwed up some things that's on the Pelicans That's how cheap they are. Well. That's how cheap Tom Benson is. Okay. Tom Benson is so cheap that like that's – I'm like, you <laughs> Tom need – Tom Benson is so cheap that like he, he took – he wanted to rename the team the same name. I mean, when they were the – weren't they like – who? Oh, when they were changing the name. Oh, they were the, the Hornets. Pelicans. The and Hornets. They, yeah. and they became the New Orleans Hornets. I'm like, give them a new name early, and then they make them the Pelicans. Pelicans is maybe the worst professional It's real name. bad. I mean, it inspires no fear whatsoever. Jazz. Jazz is pretty bad. Although Utah is They really should have taken hub. the Jazz and forced Utah to become the Utah, Utah's, smooth, Utah's jazz. smooth Jazz. <laughs> I agree. That would be great. I mean, that is Utah. All right. Uh, when this episode drops, it's going to drop on Friday. Uh, obviously, the biggest thing in the world of sports is happening tomorrow, and it's probably going to be the biggest joke in the world of sports. Of course, talking about Conor McGregor uh, fighting Floyd Mayweather, and I put fighting in quotes because I, I, I cannot even— Racist versus homophobe? I mean, how do oh. we—that's no, that old fairy tale. Yeah, you know, wife beater versus— I feel like that's yeah. exactly what's happening in, like, the real-world culture. Right. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Racist versus misogynist. Who are we rooting for? They should for be here? fighting over a Civil War statue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who gets to tear it down? No, of but Don, I mean of Don King. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. but like how? Okay, so this is this is crazy. I can't believe that this got pulled off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People from two sports. I just can't believe it. I guess they just literally money, saw money, the money. money, 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 yeah. money I mean, there's money, so money. many claw like. Connor can't like if he like kicks him or does anything that's like not punching like it just gets fights no over. money. Yeah, he gets, he gets no, no money. money. Fights, fights over. Wow. How would you train that. yourself to not? Well, I guess he's training to be a boxer. But like, how do you train yourself to to fight your instinct? Right. But training to be a boxer would be like, okay, hey Ramon, I know you're a comedian. You've been a comedian for several years. Uh, in six weeks or eight weeks, you're going to be first chair at the L.A. Philharmonic cello. You're like, I never picked that shit up before. Hey, ever. you're a performer, man. You hey, should man, be able to you get should it. be able to do it. I mean, you've stood on a stage before. Yeah. You should be able to handle There is... There is no I mean, way. I can conduct it. I could bullshit my <laughs> way through it. You just, just got to trust that everyone else knows what they're doing. Right. That's right. I just guess. don't listen to me. Don't follow me. Yeah, well, Connor just trusts his cut, man. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well... You got you need everybody pulling for you in this thing, mm-hmm. and this has all been about the hype ahead of time. Obviously, the Beebs closed. He's the Beebs is close to Mayweather. He's yeah. very oh. close to him. He went in the ring with him one time, right. and what I thought was a show of Mayweather. Either Mayweather's so inc- secluded, and so is Bieber that like they're the only two people who get the lives that both of them have. That they have yeah. 
Or Floyd Mayweather being like, I'm so money, I can make this jackass cool by coming like, into the ring with You're going to be my mascot today. Like, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it is. That, he was, uh, Bieber was his emotional support dog. Yeah, his spirit animal. <laughs> Biebs is my spirit the, animal. The thing, he, but, like, I know McGregor can, like, he's obviously a great fighter. Like, he, he, he like, he's in ter- MMA, in of, as far as an MMA guy right. for his, for his thing, he's still been beat. Guys who have trained 20 years in boxing can't land a punch on Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather. Uh, the, the Pacquiao fight? Did you see the Pacquiao yeah. fight? I ordered. It was the first pay-per-view I ordered since the pay-per-view I saw was Sugar Ray Leonard and Marvin Hagler. That's wow, wow. how old I am. Wow. But I ordered but those that. Those fights were dope. Yeah, it was dope. amazing. But I ordered, was favorite. I, Hagler was the best. But I ordered that fight on my pay-per-view. I was so disappointed because Mayweather just fights in such a frustrating yeah. way. Mm-hmm. But I was like, Pac-Man, come on, do your thing. And he just couldn't do and it. And Mayweather ran from him until Pac-Man was like on the downslide of a roller coaster. Yeah. That, ha- that fight should have happened five years earlier and they were dancing around each other so i think that that style is i think mcgregor is used to getting punched way harder than floyd like hit way harder than floyd right. mayweather's gonna hit it That's so true. he can take the he can so you think that. he'll stick around for longer i think he'll stick around for longer and and lose on points. He'll lose on points. Because he'll never get any shots. That's how Mayweather wins. Yeah. Is he just like, you can't, you won't knock me down and I'm just going to hit you. It's and he's also hard. too fast. He knows he's how to so cover fat. up and he's just going to like. But you look at Connor and the way he's training. Like he looks like a, like when Conan O'Brien pretends he's going to box someone. Like that's how he <laughs> yeah, looks. Like that's yeah, what yeah. it looks like. The arm movements and everything. Yeah, I mean it's it does it looks look. like the Notre Dame mascot. Yeah, he yeah, does. Well, so the, so the what's beeps, harder training is MMA training harder or boxing training harder? I, I don't know. I think boxing is the sweet science. MMA right. has never done gone more than five rounds. Yeah, I guess you yeah, have to have endurance. better endurance, right? But the, but the rounds are longer. The rounds are five minutes. So it's like you know, it's you're not talking about a th- so three. I don't know. I, I just know that, like, you know, and wrestling takes a little more out of you sure. than, you know, if you're grappling with someone, mm-hmm. the energy it takes to get out of a hold or just get out of that stuff. To, you know, in boxing, there's, there's a lot more yeah. standing around. So fitness-wise, he might be able to handle himself. I, I don't know. All I know is that Biebs was asked at Runyon Canyon. He was hiking up here, you know, because he's got to go out into the public sure. and let everybody know that he's out there. Uh, if he so – if, if Mayweather was going to knock him out, and Bieber, who should be – a hundred percent Mayweather. Oh, yeah. Mayweather. Team Mayweather is like, yeah, I think he'll win. I just don't think he'll knock him out. I was like, really? Whoa! Either you don't know what you're talking about, or you, you shouldn't say that. Yeah, like you should be pumping right. up your guy. Or is there a rift between the two? That's my question. Well, no. And then his father didn't. Uh, Mayweather. Well, that was the best part. Is Mayweather Senior Bieber. started going over, which made me believe. Okay, does Mayweather Senior need money? Because remember, Mayweather Senior was his training guy, and right. then he was Dr. like Pacquiao's yeah, training yeah. guy. Remember, he like kind of switched camps on him. So he's like, why are you? And then I thought to myself, Mayweather Bieber, undercard. Mayweather Sr. Bieber as the undercard. Ooh. How great would that be? They said Bieber can box. Yeah. It'd be cool to see like a 60-year-old man. Now you're just pitching celebrity boxing again. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Why? That's it could work. Butterbean on the undercard Butterbean versus Screech. Oh, my God. I would <laughs> love to see Because I bet Floyd Sr. could hit him with one old man. Sure. Yeah. This was back yeah. in the day. Haymaker and just ugly Bieber up. Did Screech stab a guy? He did stab. He a guy. did stab a guy, but then he, the good for him. But then, uh, but then he still got scheduled to do comic. <laughs> <laughs> did he really? They rescheduled it around his court. They're like, that's, there's, I know well, specifically that's one. That's kind of like you know Kobe during the Eagle. Yeah, Colorado exactly. Trial. He just made, just made his well, Screech did give the comedy club owner a four million dollar ring. Yeah, so that was okay. <laughs> he did. Uh, if you could fight any pop culture person, who would you fight? Who would I fight? Ooh. Oh man, jeez, that's a good one. Don, In celebrity boxing, Don Trump. Mm. Ooh, B 
be his great. His kid or Steve him. Bannon? Steve him. Bannon? Him. I'd punch Bannon oh, in the yeah. face. How good would it feel to punch the shit Just, 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 and then not stop. Richard Spencer. Yeah. It seems like it's a good time punching him in the face. I would really enjoy it. Someone did it on camera and it was great. I, I still watch that. it. Oh, I would do that. I'd do that in a second. How about you? Um, I would just I'd fight as many I'd I'd probably beat up Mel Gibson. Yeah. Or yeah. Tom Cruise just because 'cause I'm tired of them taking everyone's jobs. Yeah. If it was socially acceptable to uh, hit a kid, the whoever wins that, that like Iron Chef Kids edition, yeah. I really have a problem with you the kids like on Iron that show. I I just, no, I like I just, just I like cooking competitions. No, they're too <laughs> cocky for kids. Like, I oh, could, I can make a souffle. Like, I can't even spell souffle. Here's a phrase that's never good for your career. If I could hit a kid. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, send responses way, to Zach. <laughs> <laughs> send all responses to Zach Lowe. Right, yeah, to Zach Lowe. <laughs> Don't send them to Zach Harper. Send them to Zach, Zach Lowe. Lowe. By the way, we just glossed over the fact that uh, – that a uh, Hispanic guy on our show just blamed two white guys for taking all of our jobs because <laughs> one thing, like he's taking up all the action movie roles. Like Tom Cruise, like he broke his ankle on this film. It's like because he's sixty, he shouldn't be in yeah, an action right. film no more. He broke an ankle. All right, tattoos are permanent. Do you guys either? Of you guys have a tattoo? I don't have any tattoos. Do you have tattoos? Any no, ink? none. No, I have no. none. I'm like an NBA player in 1981. Right. Yeah, no, it's weird watching old no basketball. I think even David no Lee tattoos. has no, one right now. No so, ink. Yeah, like, is there any player in the NBA that's got nothing that's not foreign? Steve no. Nash? I don't think Steve Nash had a tattoo. No. Oh, no. I think Steve Nash did he? Did have a, like, I think he had like an ankle tattoo. I uh, could be making that up. Trans- 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 anyway, uh, the only you only should get tattooed. This is people we talked to at a tattoo parlor. Okay, guy who was like fully tatted neck sure. and s- sleeves and everything. No wives, no girlfriends. No, and nothing transitional. No wives, no girlfriends, no sports teams. And okay. no pets. And no pets. Like your kids you can do, your parents, you can, mom or kids you can do because that's permanent. Yeah. But they have a shelf life, essentially. So inevitably you're going to look at them in a couple of years like your wives and your girlfriends and be like, I'm sick right. of this shit. Why what? did I do this? Well, the Chargers are now in L.A., the uh, San Diego Chargers are now the L.A. Chargers, and there's a real fight for the L.A. football. I mean, they thing. fought in, sure. in that scrimmage. They fought like three times, the, the Rams and the Chargers. Just to scrimmage. try and figure out which of these transplants from other cities won't give a shit about my team. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's what they're fighting for, a market of people who you're like, you care about. And by the way, in this day and age where you've got direct TV and the red zone and all that stuff, right. you can watch all the Browns games you want yeah. if you – I don't know why you'd want to for they're torturous be reasons. Better this year. They, they will, will be better. better they're real peppers. Bill Peppers, Thank but you. the idea is that like you no longer have to suck it up and be like, oh, I guess I'm a Chargers fan. I guess I'm a Rams fan yeah, now that I live out in LA. You can be to your home team. So the Rams sucked things up last year. I mean, just stunk up the joint in in every single. And way. there's no indication that they're going to be better, Sammy Watkins or not. Right. There's no indication that the Rams, Jared Goff, is going to pull it together and they're going to be great this year. So the Chargers do have a spot, perhaps, to pull into town and say we're going to be, we're going to be seven and nine. Right. We're not going to be four and twelve. Well, Philip Rivers and the idea that they're going to do that. So a local ink place that is going to do it uh, appeared to be one. Basically, they really proclaim we're going to fight for our fans in L.A. They offered to give free Chargers tattoos. To fa- free tattoos. I mean, free to fans. And I didn't mean, like a bunch of people come up from San Diego yeah. and get it done? Yeah, because really like, that's like a tattoo town. I uh, think a lightning bolt's real cool, but that's asking a lot. I would, I would just get I would a picture. Natron means. Natron means. Oh wow! Oh. I would just get a picture of Dan Fouts on my lower sure. back. Callum Winslow. 
Yeah, but okay. Mm. So he said that a guy was waiting in line wearing a backwards Chargers cap, a Ladanian Tomlinson basketball jersey. What? Ooh, I don't even know what that means. Remember what is that? Basketball? Yeah. Did he ever play basketball? And a hopeful smile. And he said, "Were they working?" I said, "Where do you live?" He said, "San Diego." How long have you been a Chargers fan? My whole life. Chargers are trying so hard. They don't want it to be outsiders. They want to get people here. So they offered to get to give tattoos. Is this a good idea? Is this a? I mean, to me, to me, why didn't the Chargers do this? And this is this is a very real question that I ask. They don't need to be the L.A. Chargers, all right? No. What if they call themselves the Southern California Chargers? Yeah, or the, the SC the SoCal. Chargers, the SoCal Chargers. And now put you the stadium st- down halfway between, halfway Sanded, between, like it, Orange County. People don't right. think. People know. don't think if you put that thing in Orange County, Anaheim, next to where the Angels play, and sure. you say L.A. come down, you got a new team that can win. San Diego, we're still your team. Drive up an hour. Now you got all of Southern California rooting for the Chargers, the mm-hmm. SoCal Chargers. Why? Why also, would they not even entertain your, that? Your competition is the Rams. Yeah, it's not. It's not like you're and everything else in the city, though. Yeah, sure. And, and, and the Rams in apathy. <laughs> yeah, that's what your competition is in L.A. If you're a, if you're a sports team, which is up. culturally too. That's what's totally. Too. Well, but look, I mean, but I don't think you can underestimate how much people are connected to their. Where'd you grow up? Sacramento. Sac- Sacramento. Yeah. Okay, so. I mean, are you a Kings fan no, still? I, no. no, I was never a Kings fan. I picked the Timberwolves. Not even in the 90s? I, no, when... I picked the Timberwolves when I was like six. This is okay. like 1980. Because of what? Because of the uniform? Because I thought Wolves were cool. I was oh, six. Man. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Wolves what... were cool. Yeah. Man. It was like, no, I, I, my dad's told me this story before of like, <laughs> it, like two, he told me, hey, two new teams are coming into the NBA, the Magic and the Timberwolves. That's and right. I thought Magic was stupid then. I think it's stupid now. Like, right. I just don't right. get it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I thought, like, oh, Wolves, those are cool. I like dogs. So I like jumped Wolves. on that. So I jumped on that. I mean, and the bummer is in the late 90s, you had some of the most, in my opinion, teams as fun as the Golden State Warriors are today. Yeah. The, the Weber, White Chocolate. Oh, they were incredible. Vlade, oh, they were yeah. great. You had to have liked those Oh, teams, I, but... I'm huge Jason Williams fan. Okay. So yeah, loved guys. watching, like, Vladi and, and Peja and, and Chris and Weber. And yeah, yeah, Rick Adelman's teams and all that. They were so fun. Yeah, they were a lot of fun. And I even rooted for them when I hated the Lakers. And I was like, oh, come on, just get up and over these guys. And they could just never get there. But your connection to Cleveland, so deep. Like, Mm -hmm. you still do, and I want to talk about this for a brief moment, Comedy Festival there. Yeah, Accidental Comedy Fest. Yeah, so the Accidental Comedy Fest, which is is coming up. Yeah, Labor Day weekend at Hilarities. Which... I love. We love hilarious. One of the best clubs in the country, if not the best. It's where we met. Yeah. You opened for us. Mm-hmm. You do you feature for us or open for us? I opened for you, dude. You were so good. I. This is how good you were. I was like, he featured for us, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's how good it was. Uh, we had so much fun the last weekend we did at Hilarities last spring. I, I love this club so much. Just t- explain a little bit about it for our fans who are listening to the show who are in Cleveland, uh, just so they can come out and see this. Uh, Nick Costas uh, owns Hilarities. Has been open on Fourth Street since two thousand two. It was the first. Business on Fourth Street. That now Fourth really, Street is amazing. Now it's like a pedestrian walkway. It's got like Iron Chef well, restaurants up and down. One of my favorite there. restaurants is there, uh, Greenhouse. Greenhouse, yeah, yeah, yeah which is right across yeah. the street. So, uh, and it was really Nick's vision that laid the foundation for that. And now, when ESPN or any of these uh, TV shows film in Cleveland, they're usually on that street. Which, by the way, the Indians are fucking great. Yeah, and and which is right down the street, right down the street. And the you reason go the that the, every year, yeah, exactly. So, like, you, there is a lot of white Buzz. light on these guys. Yeah. 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 And so um, 
it's cool that this year, this is the sixth year I've done Accidental Comedy Fest, and Hilarities is hosting and presenting it. So I started it like under a bridge, like <laughs> half a mile away. Yeah, it was just yeah. a comedy stage. Just you and Anthony Kiedis. Yeah, under a bridge <laughs> just under there. Just a lot doing of it. Cleveland entrepreneurship starts under a under bridge. A bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, yeah. that's why they're so uh, hustler. Yeah, you hustle guys hard. are hust- You guys are hustlers. But so, all right, so where can people get tickets? Uh, you can go to hilarities.com to get tickets for specific Who's shows. Who's going to be there besides uh, yourself? Ron Funches, Love Doug that. Benson's coming into Doing a Doug Loves movie. Hell yes. Uh, Jenny Zagrino, Dan Soder, Dulce Dan Soder, Sloan, amazing. Megan amazing. Gailey, Dave Hill. Dave Hill, great. Uh, Jack Knight. Dave Bort, just like a bunch, awesome like, 40, like forty-three comics are coming. So, so and and can people just get like a pass for the you whole can get thing? A, there's passes for Wednesday through Sunday, and then there's passes for just Friday, Saturday, or you can get specific show tickets. I'm gonna say this to our Cleveland fans and people who are listening in Cleveland, or it's worth a drive. Or it's or worth a drive. Or if, or if, if you're, you're nearby, close. if you're nearby, Detroit, Cleveland, anywhere in that mm, area, Cincinnati. come on by and and check this out. I'm telling you, you will have a great time because all the comics that you just listed are friends of ours or yeah. people that we look up to. And respect. That's a killer lineup. Cleveland, yeah, a cool yeah. town. Get some great food nearby. And go to the West Side Market. Go to yeah. Ohio City. Do your thing. There's a lot of stuff to check out there. Check yeah. out a, an Indians game if they yeah. are they in town that weekend. Yeah, uh, they, no, they're out of town. They're out I'm of town. actually flying back Tuesday to throw out the first pitch at a Indians uh, Red Sox game. Are you Whoa. serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm Whoa. doing that on Wednesday, yes. which is super okay. Dope. So Progressive Field is the first place we ever threw out a first pitch. Yeah, I was. That was the weekend. The we weekend worked we worked together, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was so much fun. And it's you're gonna how love much, it. How much pressure is on you when you so do that? So much. Yeah. So did you see the pitch that was thrown out the other day? That guy yeah, threw it, it and the it just nailed the, the photographer in the nuts. <laughs> Randy almost did that. In I St. hit. Louis. Yeah, I threw a pitch. I mean. He threw a. F- I threw a pitch. I tried to go side. I tried to go sidearm, oh. which you did in Cleveland, which I did in Cleveland. I whipped it, but like in in St. Louis, I threw it. I actually threw it so far left that I brushed back Rachel Maddow. That's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so Accidental Comedy Fest. Uh, get your tickets for that, Ramon. Thanks for coming on no the problem, show man. and talking. We had me. to bring you on basketball yeah, talk, Kyrie. Sure. Love sure. it. I was, you got to check with him, I guess, because he'll say, "Oh, he's going to make the I'll deal." I'll take. Yeah. Uh, you don't have a GM. This guy could be your right. Job. Exactly. I'll, I'll, I'll gladly take. be the GM. You gladly be the GM. I'll take. Uh, and so, all right, when we come back, uh, special guest on the on the flip side of this. This is Evil War. Shark Move is the name of it. Uh, and again, Zach Harper, check him out. Follow him. Read his stuff. Follow him on Twitter. You're yeah. almost at 100,000. I'm like 600, 700 away. It's going to happen right here. Follow him. If you love basketball, check out his stuff and read his stuff on uh, FanRag. FanRag Sports at Talk Hoops on Twitter. Dude, check it out. And now uh, we'll be back with more View from the Cheap Seats right after this. Thanks, boys. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. That was awesome. I know I know, we recorded that a while ago, but the discussion was great. And the fact that, and knowing what we know now about Kyrie Irving, the fact that like no one could even have foretold that this huge was blockbuster trade was going to happen is amazing. And we were sitting with insiders. I love it. Well, uh, before we get out of here, uh, we like to check in from time to time just to make sure he's alive yeah. with uh, Chris Christofferson, who uh, had a crazy weekend. Yeah. Um, and I just want to hear just how he's doing it and, and just in the maybe he actually even can offer some thoughts about the trade yeah. and potentially trying to lure uh, LeBron James maybe down to Las Cruces. Let's take a look. Let's take a listen. Hey, boys, that's me, Chris Christopherson. Uh, I just am. Uh, I'm wondering if you guys have any connections to a, uh, a one LeBron James. 
you know, I, I'm hearing rumors uh, around the Twitter beer, Twitter sphere, Twitter universe. You can follow me on Twitter at KK Offerson. 45263 underscore 1945. And I, I'm hearing that LeBron James is uh, going to be in the market for a new team next year. Yeah. And um, they're saying New York. They're saying he might live in, the, in all the splendor that is Los Angeles. But I wanted to see if I could possibly get uh, a pitch to him to see if he would come and play on my rec league team here in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Um, yeah, that's right. I play in an over 80 league. It's just me and everyone in the league is over 80 years old. Um, we would make an exception in the league, in the league bylaws if uh, LeBron James wanted to come over and play with us. And you can just tell him – that um, we would just have the greatest time. Um, he could stay in my state. We could sleep out under the stars and just drink all kinds of uh, alcohol, do peyote, smoke all kinds of weed, and just, you know, go on a vision quest. And that quest would, of course, be to win the seven-foot trophy for the – Las Cruces, New Mexico, over 80 rec league team at the local Y. The name of the team is the Christoffersons, and our mascot is a giant sun. And we actually do pay the extra money to have a mascot dress up like a sun. Because, and that sun is, is the Christopher sun. You see that? You get that play on words. Oh, my God. All right, I'm going to go outside, and I'm going to take in the good air that the God has given us. And you just tell LeBron James that that at those times when he was walking on the beach alone, at those times that there was only one footprint, that was when the Lord and Chris Christopherson carried him to NBA greatness. All right, you always take your carriage. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm always here's the, I, I come out of all of his voicemails either, more e- disoriented. Look, either ninety eight percent of what he's saying is true and actually happening or hundred percent is, is false. false. Yeah. I've never been like where it could be one or the other that much than it is with, with a Chris Christopherson story. True that. I mean, uh, the only person who's like that for me in my life is Chris Christie. True. It's Chris Christie and Chris Christopherson. Hey, guys, uh, thanks for checking out this show. Uh, and, and we are going to do a live one, by the by, at the uh, Blue Whale Comedy Festival in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Kyle Kinane is our guest. So you want to check that out. That's going to be awesome. That's in Tulsa. Enjoy the fight this, uh, this weekend. And we'll be back next week with the fighter and the kid. Yeah, talking, breaking down. Brendan Schaub is there. He's with Showtime right now. MMA, former MMA guy and Brian Cowan, one of our great friends who's been on the podcast before. Uh, so we will break down the entire McGregor Mayweather fight if you bought it and I'm one of those people feel sorry for me and I'm sorry for you because I think it's going to be a spectacle but it might really be fun there's a lot to break down so definitely check that out and if you haven't heard Blake Griffin check him out and the Bill Burr episode still a classic and then just go back through tell people about it rate it review it listen to it really appreciate it this is Chicano Batman the Taker story mm-hmm. where the Sklar brothers view from the cheap seats punch waterfalls guys we're out <laughs>